back to make his grand appearance again. He said, I'm the messy bitch. You thought Johnny was the messy bitch? You thought Izzy was the messy bitch? The fact, with my name. the fact that Carter gave him an intro song of, hey, we want some Uche. Uche's like, yes, I'm that bitch. I'm here to start some shit. Let's go. Looks at the food and immediately goes, Lydia, can we talk? said Aquarian things, Nigerian things. <laughs> well, when she's like a BB moment, which is like a beautiful black moment. Do we get any of those in this episode? Black. We have a chaotic five moment of the chaotic five moment. Yeah. And you're watching Black Fi Reality. Black Fi Daddy. And those who love us. <laughs> Hello, you're watching Black by Reality, a place for Black by Baddies and those who love us. We are continuing our recap of Love is Blind. This is the second drop, so episodes five to seven. And yeah, if you are unfamiliar with the channel, then just know that we talk about pop culture here from a Black queer lens. Um, we're also covering this current season of Big Brother. So we're going to have exit interviews uh, every time there's an eviction. So look out for that. And yeah, we're continuing our Love is Blind here. So I have my co-host for this series, Quita. Hello, Quita. Hi there. Hi. Um, yeah, so these, these new episodes, I just want to, like, apologize to you, Quita, because before I came on here with my foundation and my eyeliner, and it was just so fake, and this is Black by Reality, okay? Not Black by False. <laughs> well, you know, today I came in solidarity with all the fakers. Okay. out there I didn't do my caked up foundation but you know I have my false eyelashes and I have my lip gloss because I believe in being fake Putting yeah fakeness to the world <laughs> wow that was brave that was yes. very brave of you to say <laughs> oh my god could we have predicted where the whole JP and Taylor situation, I thought they were going to be our steady, even boring couple. Literally, I thought they were going to be boring. And I was just like, JP, I was rooting for you, even against my own concerns about you being uh, this love of red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. I still was kind of rooting for you is probably a bit uh, much, but... Make it different to you. (laughs) There we go. Right. I didn't dislike you. I was just like, okay, JP and Taylor. Now I'm like, wow, JP, you can go somewhere. Exactly. Well, let's start with JP and Taylor. Um, As you know, we break down our recaps by couple. So episode picks up with all the couples being in Mexico. And, you know, this couple, they enter the room. There's a violinist. (laughs) <laughs> they were like this is new <laughs> and they kiss a couple times but Taylor's like wow our first meeting was awkward right she said she cried yeah and this I'm man sorry. 
this man gave her nothing on that. He didn't reassure her or anything. He was just like, it's all good. Right. It, she started to remind me of um, Danielle. Is that her yeah. name? Nick and Danielle. Yeah. Um, but whereas Nick was very, like, comforting mm-hmm. and was trying to be there for her, was literally in the closet with her, JP just left Taylor hanging. Just like, mm-hmm. Completely hanging. You could tell she just had anxiety and yet good intuition because she just knew something was wrong and this man was playing games so it does get very repetitive honestly their Mm -hmm. scenes because she's just trying to ask him questions pull out anything this man doesn't doesn't give like more than a sentence answer and like he apparently when the camera's away he even said you could really talk are are we just supposed to sit here in silence together or yeah they had an ATV date. It, that seemed like things were going pretty well. I did clock. He was like, ooh, your freckles are out. Like mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. here we go. But who could have expected when they finally are getting ready for bed and she's just like, it's been awkward. He says she's harping on their first meeting being awkward. So, this is kind of her fault. And she was like, okay but it was off for the second night the third night the fourth night and finally this man fixes his mouth and says that he looked at her the first meeting and she had all of this makeup he said it felt like you were fake he said she had a caked up face um and it left makeup on his jacket And, yeah, he was just wondering in his head ever since then, is this going to be every day? And she was like, so how I looked on that very first day changed how you communicated with me. And he didn't have any critical thinking of, hmm, that's an interesting way she phrased it. He was just like, yes. Right. And, oh, up until that point, I had honestly, I was like, is it that maybe Taylor isn't as attracted to JP as she had expected or hoped to be, right? And I'm like, maybe that keeps making it awkward for her um, because she said to him on their first day, like, I don't usually, or did she say that in her confessional? But She said it in the interview. Okay, in the interview, she says, you know, he's not typically the kind of guy that she dates, right? So mm-hmm. I knew that she was aware of that for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but... When he said that about the makeup, I was like, how was she ever supposed to know that? Also, it was just like, had he never dated anyone who had ever worn makeup before? It, it, it of felt, course he has. Of, of course, course he, has. he has. So it was just like, sir, what are you What are you talking about? It was all over your jacket. Sorry. Sorry about it. That's, that's just what happens. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's. It's ridiculous. I actually wrote about this whole interaction because, like, this is a common refrain I think a lot of men say. Mm -hmm. And then they act like it's the biggest compliment. Like, he says, you know how many women would be like, oh, my God, you think I'm prettier without makeup? And it's like, first of all, a lot of women aren't wearing makeup just for men. Because a lot of men don't even see, they don't even know makeup when they see it you know? didn't even know her eyelashes were fake in the moment until she said it actually I think he did know but he was being mm. sarcastic because remember mm. she was like oh my eyelashes gonna fall off and he's like what 
And she was like, they're fake. And he's like, yeah, I can tell. Like, oh. when I watched it the second time, I was like, ooh. That was a little bit of a Ouch. dig that she probably didn't notice. Right. Wow, yeah. JP. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, first of all, she's not just wearing it for you. She's on Netflix, an international right. platform. It makes sense that these these things that can be used in promotions and everything, she just wants to feel and look her best. It's not a wild thought to be like, oh, she's going to put on makeup for like this really big moment and like engagements women get dolled up for their engagement pictures like right and she might just like wearing makeup like she might just like that and so for him to be like no like or just don't wear it it's like well you don't get to determine that that is for her to determine for herself and he didn't even ask her you know why she wore makeup or like you know, what does she like about it? He just automatically assumed she must feel insecure about herself. So No, I think he knows. Like, he said, I know you were trying to put your best foot forward. He literally yeah. said that. And, right. But in his mind, it's like, it doesn't matter. You should be catering to what I want to see. Right. I don't want to see you. In, in that kicked up face, yeah. And it's like, okay, even if that's not your preference, because like she said, when mm-hmm. she saw him, she was like, I don't usually go for people with gap teeth. Right. But guess what Taylor did? Taylor was still person who, a person who, like, treated you as an interesting human being to get to know you. Right. And the fact that, like, a lot of men use the excuse of, oh, I don't have this certain attraction. They take away the humanness, mm-hmm. literally calling her fake as if she's not a living, breathing human. Right. And I'm like, like, what about wearing makeup indicates that she's a fake person? It's such a, it's such a lazy thing to throw out, right. honestly. It's so right. lazy. It's, it's so superficial. Like, you are making a major assumption about her character, which you actually spent a lot of time getting to know her. And in the blink of an eye, you're like, oh, well, you're wearing a bunch of makeup. So everything that I thought I knew about you is now out the window because you are a fake person with your fake eyelashes. And she kept saying, but you didn't know what I looked like before. Literally. So. What are you comparing me to? Exactly. And he kept saying he wasn't, he didn't really have an expectation of what, but I'm like, clearly you were picturing someone who was worn little to no makeup would have Mm -hmm. a natural face. Mm-hmm. Because if so, you wouldn't have been so disappointed mm-hmm. that she came out with a mm-hmm. full face of makeup. And, and I didn't even think it was so kicked up. Like, I wasn't even thinking that when I saw Taylor's face. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> like for me, it, it was a lot. But it's like, especially when you look at her without the makeup, but she still looks like the same human being, you know? Yeah. It's not, these men act like... <laughs> Femmes are just these, like, witches. Right. Who literally, they love being, like, it's a whole other face. You can still tell what that person looks like. And, like, and it's all just, like, preference, right? There's such thing as, like, a light B. Right. <laughs> and not. And she went full B because right. it's her moment to get engaged on the television. And that's her prerogative. But, like... Right. Yeah, she didn't wear makeup after that, and he's still losing his mind. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. So, 
what did you think of how she handled the big confrontation? Um, I felt like she was very um, level-headed yes. and kind in the moment, even though he was saying things that I'm sure felt hurtful to her. Because the fact that she, like, ended it by saying, like, I still care about you mm-hmm. um, and, like, gave him a hug. Because I feel like after he told me I was fake for wearing makeup, I would have been like, okay. I'm And the way he said um, – like, when she had said she was going to take space, or at one point, he's like, well, I don't care. Like, he made that kind of quip at her, and I'm just like, sir, like, why are you escalating this situation right yeah. now with her when she's just, she's been trying for four days to get to the heart of the issue of why y'all aren't clicking? Yeah, yeah. I think she, like, it was, like, obviously a very uncomfortable conversation, but I could tell she was just happy of, like, okay, we're getting something. You told me the truth. Right. So she, saying words. Exactly. <laughs> so she was, like, very level-headed and was just asking more questions, even though the answers didn't make sense. And then she was like, okay, now that I know where your head's at, I am going to take space and go to a different room. Uh, the next day, it looks like in the morning, she sat there. She, I think she looked amazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all, to to dump him. It was, like, a real in-between of, like, mm-hmm. the makeup, non-makeup look. And she was just like, yeah, so I thought about it, and I thought what you said about my makeup was an excuse, which it was. Mm-hmm. But we could just agree to disagree there, and we're just going to go home separately, child. Period. I was like, okay, Taylor. Yes. And I knew she was about to dump him when he said, he asked her a question and she said, hmm. Like, <laughs> like oh, Taylor's done with you. And she's Absolutely. here to break the news to you right now. Love it for her. Love <laughs> it for her. She said, and I loved that at the beginning of her journey, she actually talked about, like, I didn't really love myself in the past, but I'm mm-hmm. at a place where I do, and I'm ready to love someone else. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes to the amount of self-love mm-hmm. that she was like, I ha- I've i seen all that I needed to see. Period. <laughs> um, JT did finally say that he apologized for making her feel that way, which mm-hmm. I liked the wording of that because it's like Mm -hmm. yeah you made her feel that way right you did but there was like nothing else to say literally but either way this was this was great but it also means for season five we have just two engaged couples right i was like damn is anybody gonna get married is anybody gonna make well clearly we see like Two people are going to make it to the aisle, but woo. We are, we are down bad. Down, down bad. Falling apart. Okay, so Izzy and Stacey seem to be real into each other in Mexico. They're cuddling. Yes. They're making out. Um, and Stacey says that she didn't think she was going to be this comfortable with him, but she she's feeling it. And she, Izzy was like, oh, I knew. I right. knew. I was feeling you, so. Right. And I think also because Izzy was talking about himself like he wasn't fine in the pods. I was like, sir, you're, I get it. You're insecure about your bald head. Mm-hmm. But, sir, you do look good. Yeah. And so I feel like yeah. Stacey, like, this man is fine. And I'm trying to jump his bones every chance I get, honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> they 
they are also pretty funny. Like, I liked that the next morning, uh, Stacey was like, yeah, we broke the barrier, which I don't know what kind of hooking up went on. But then they were like, and we broke the toilet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, let's go check to see if we need to call maintenance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Izzy tells the camera that he feels like he's with his best friend, which is absolutely what you want in a relationship so things are looking good and things are natural so like the complete opposite of jp (laughs) and homegirl um so yeah and they play mini golf at one point there's some jokes there's a lot of sexual tension because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of jokes about that during this Mm -hmm. but then and this is kind of cute so they do start talking about sex in a way and then Izzy admitted that he was nervous around Stacy when it comes to the bedroom because he's so into her and Stacy is like you should go for it you can just like bend me over a counter it's like period <laughs> I was like Stacy let him know let him know what's up exactly. like, I know you got it in you you're gonna have to like get over that and I yep bend me over I'm like oh <laughs> and she calls him daddy multiple times. Yes. Yes. What do you think of that? I was like, oh, she's letting him know. Like, you, like, what? I picked up on that. I was like, is she calling him daddy during mini golf right now? Yes. Yes. She does it <laughs> in so many other contexts, just out in public. And it's like, damn, girl, like, your real daddy's got me right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which we see him later. Right. She looks just like him. She does. Oh my god. We find out that Stacey's family is completely like supportive of this wedding, apparently. Mm-hmm. While Izzy's mom is feeling less sure. He said that um Izzy's mom knows that he has been unsure about women in the past and have lost interest. And Stacey's like, Yeah, that's my exact fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she thinks he's a fuckboy. She said that multiple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. It gives that energy. So it's right. like, I don't know. He seems really into her. So we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. That we leave Mexico, and Izzy says that he's excited to see Stacy's place. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting because this is where we get to what's different about them. Stacy's in a whole home that's being renovated. She is uh, talking about all the things she wants to like change. Um, she talks about finances and how they really need to dig deep on that. Um, and she takes her home very seriously. Uh, Izzy's like, yeah, I'm into doing 50-50. It's like, ugh. Social media is going to eat up this conversation. Uh-huh. Do you have any opinions on the 50-50 conversation? I mean, before I dive into that, I just, the moment Stacy brought that up, I immediately flashed back to Johnny being like, and he has bad credit. Yep. And Izzy's body language, he immediately started looking stressed in the face, like a vein in the side of his head started like getting bigger. His jaw was like clenching. I was like, oh, like this is where we get to the things that can stress them out or cause Mm -hmm. conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think 
my opinion on this is each couple gets to determine how they want to handle finances mm-hmm. and the 50-50 thing. I think you can make the determination that you want to, but y'all have to match or either compromise around it, right? So I'm like, it feels like immediately they're not a perfect match around this because he believes in 50-50 and she believes the man pays for everything. Because um, I also know some couples, it just depends on the finances. If one person makes way more than the other person, then they might have a more equitable split that the other person will pay more than the partner who makes less. It's very gendered. Right. And while I don't, I don't believe it, believe in it for myself because um, I'm queer. um, I, I believe that people get to decide what they want to do. Cause Mm -hmm. like, there are also a bunch of men who are like, I pay for everything. Right. So I'm like, we are all in choice around how we want to do it. But if Absolutely. they don't get on the same page around it, it's going to keep causing conflict. Because if he wants to go Dutch every meal, clearly Stacy is not going to go for that. No, no. Um, I completely agree. Being a queer woman and seeing the heteros fight over 50-50 and all that, I'm like, this is a headache. This is a headache. I feel like you guys got bigger, bigger things. Way bigger issues. <laughs> bigger fish to fry. The way capitalism is set up on everybody. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, the data shows that more and more women are making more on average than men, right? And like, if we want to stay with this like very gendered binary way of thinking for heteros, I'm like, so reality is y'all actually can't keep holding on to this 50 50 idea too hard because um if you exclusively date cishet men odds are you probably are making more than them and we should probably say like non-white heteros right 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 right, right. yeah that's where, first of all, the whole, like, the man being the breadwinner was almost, like, never part of our history. Right. Like, both people always had to work after right. slavery. So right. it's a fantasy. A lot right. of black women are playing into a fantasy that was really never ours. Right. <laughs> like, it, yeah. And the gap is only getting worse because black women's salaries on average are growing and black men's are not growing at the same pace. So it's like, and I think this is also a thing that comes or recognizing that Stacey and Izzy are actually an interracial couple. And like Izzy comes from what we can assume is a Mexican family where he probably saw them going 50, 50 and both contributing to the household. And clearly Stacy came from a very different financial background. And so she's like, no, my daddy paid for everything. And so I expect that my daddy going to pay for everything. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's wild. And I don't know if he's ever really going to like get into that. But going on with that, she's talking about, oh, I want this couch for the living room. Take out this old one, get a bigger one. He's like, I want this big television. Like, you could tell he's getting hyped at these ideas. And then she's like, well, if you want that big of a television, you can pay for it. And I'm like, it's jokey jokes right now. (laughs) to say something like that but uh when you're in best buy it ain't gonna be no joke no more (laughs) yeah 
So we know that Izzy used to be in business, and he actually told um, Stacy's dad later, like, oh, I wanted some more work-life balance, which I'm like, I don't know if this man is on that, but okay. And he was like, so I left, and I'm going to start in insurance sales. And he says, like, things like insurance, any sales job, it's you get out what you put into it. But it's like, that's still hustle culture, Izzy. I wonder, and hustling to pay for the AC of this woman's house and everything, I don't don't know. Right. So, yeah. And when he broke it down about his job, that he got a new job right before having to leave for the show. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, um, I'm sure you do have a job when you go back, but that also means you probably don't have a lot of money because um, you haven't been making money during yeah. the two to three weeks that you've been away for the show. So yeah. like, I think, cause it also kind of felt like when he was in conversation with her dad, he was trying to make it seem like, you know, I can do it. And I'm like, I don't think you understand the kind of money that they spend and the type of lifestyle she wants to live. They're talking about, we had a family trip to France. They're talking about, this man said he just recently got a passport and hasn't been anywhere. Um, They're talking about, oh, the dad's like, yeah, love is blind, but also love wants to fly first class. And it's like, what does it have to be first class? Right. (laughs) Right. But that's that's what they're the life she's grown accustomed to and apparently she's not gonna settle for less. Right. So Izzy better figure out what that means for him. Exactly. Like the Pasha. The Pasha is getting worse. And so (laughs) she also sees his place. And at first she was like, Okay, this is it's not looking terrible. It wasn't a Milton situation. He says it's a Hobby Lobby apartment. But then, ooh, yes, she was like, wait, we don't have bedside tables. Or, not, um, yeah, bedside tables. And then he said that there's a lost and, lost and found drawer in his bathroom. It has bobbed pins, little girl's earrings. She's like, who's, who's is this? He's like, I don't know. And she was like, why don't you just throw it away? And he was like, I don't know. And she, and then it becomes a whole back and forth over this lost and found drawer. Mm-hmm. I see the both hands. Because yeah. I get where he was trying to be. Like, he didn't want to, like, hurriedly, like, throw out this thing to try to, like, make himself appear someone he wasn't. Because he wanted to truly show her how he was living. This was his lost and found drawer. Yeah. And I get that she's like, why do you have this? Like, why wouldn't you just throw these things away? Um, I felt like she was kind of going overboard with the, you're an engaged man. Piece. I was like, girl, y'all just got home. Like, please calm down. Like, yeah, <laughs> we have to remember these people were fully, assumedly, because we're going to talk about somebody being accused of not, but assuming the whole cast was live in their single grown lives before this so how is he gonna dump he's he's not even really like you're going into love is blind being like sure i can get engaged but like you don't go in thinking i'm gonna be engaged i need to like throw my whole past away like 
he could have not been engaged but one of the people sent back home and he could have still been hooking up with whoever had right. their earring in that drawer so like what are we talking about here and so for her she's like he's like there's no sentimental value in this so I don't know why you're mad and she's like I know there's no sentimental value so why didn't you just throw it away it's very weird it's very weird but then (laughs) we get into the kitchen this is when the male the male part comes out because this man has no glassware he got paper plates and he got red solo cups and she was like so hypothetically, if you're going to cook me a meal, you're serving it on a paper plate and a red solo cup. And he's like, I've cooked women meals before and they were okay. And now he's like, shouldn't gestures matter more than what he views as material things? Her point of view coming from where she lives is, don't you care about me enough to have the material things? So I'm not eaten off of paper. And they... This is when the class clash mm-hmm. is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Izzy, my dude, you can at least have a couple real plates and a couple real cups. Truly. Truly. The How fact- long have you been living here? That's my first question. How long have you been living here? The fact that he had the red solo cups in the cabinet, like he gonna wash them and put them back. I'm like, sir, what are we... I think he's throwing it away. I think he doesn't want to do dishes. He does, Clearly, he doesn't want to do dishes. I'm like, sir, what? Just have, like, four real glasses, four plates, and primarily use your paper plates and plastic cups. Um, yeah, I was like, this is a bit wild. But, yeah, I think the class thing is going to be a huge thing for them. And mm-hmm. it do, it feels like, um, I'm like, I don't know if Stacy's had friends maybe from different class backgrounds from her because mm-hmm. some of it feels like she's not budging or kind of even remotely seeing where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is worried that Izzy is like a bit naive about how big mm-hmm. this is to her. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. sis was wearing like a Chanel suit on like in the pods, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, Stacy got big money. She comes from long money. So I don't know if Izzy can even conceive of the type of money that she spends or expectations. Because even when she was talking about a $20,000 HVAC system, I was like, she has the top of the line HVAC system because I've replaced an HVAC system before. And it was like four or $5,000. So I'm like, oh, she has expectations that she buys the best of the best no matter yeah. what. She's flying first class every flight no matter how far or how close it is. Yeah, I don't know if Izzy even understands that. I don't think he does. I really don't think he does. And he's the type to be like, love wins. <laughs> She's just like, um, I'm not trying to live below what I already have for myself. So, yeah, I do notice that during this back and forth, she really was interrupting Izzy. And when he asks, can you please not interrupt me? She just walks away. And I'm like, Girl, if you don't let this man talk, wild, wild behavior. So when they meet her family, they actually talk about it. Izzy says that this was actually the best time he had with her. While she was like, I don't feel this way. Right. Right. And I think, again, also, this is going to be the moment where the um, difference around emotional, Mm -hmm. like, depth 
is going to come to play because I think for him, he felt like it brought them closer because they were being honest about who they truly are and learning more about each other. And for her, she's like, we're learning more about each other and we're having conflict. And I don't like that because that means that we're not as compatible as I had hoped or expected that we would be. Yes. And honestly, that could also be a class thing. Like white, white upper crust people, they don't like talking about shit. Like that's a wasp thing. Right. And so like him being Mexican and being like, okay, we're really getting into the intimacy where we can have conflict and still have dinner at the end of the day. Like she's not seeing the value in that. It's uncomfy. It's very uncomfy. So they just have a lot of differences. And I think like studies have shown the biggest differences that are like the hardest to overcome in relationships is actually like class, like Mm -hmm. more than race. Mm-hmm. More than like age, it's class. So that's that's a tough one. Just like a, how a lot of divorces happen because of money. Right, right. Because I think the, we, I'm like, uh, sometimes I feel like a part of it is if you don't come from money, there's a lot of things that you just do not understand about the culture yes. and the way those type of societies operate. And like even these nuances like you named around like you don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about things that you don't want. You just barely talk, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you keep a, a good appearances and that's good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like when um, if you don't come from a lot of money, not to say that all families talk about things because they don't, but there is a bit more like you recognize that some things you have to talk about, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. just have to. Yeah, I think so. It's like kind of like the close quarters thing. Like the less right. money you have, probably the less rooms there are. So you're just going to mm-hmm. have to hash out shit where like big money, people can live on the opposite house. house. <laughs> house and like, like go days without seeing someone else who also lives in the house <laughs> yeah so it's just oof. but um we're gonna stop there with them and we're gonna be- go back over to milton and lydia okay mm-hmm. okay so they see each other for the first time at the beginning of this and Milton, he's insecure about how he looks. He was like, I was trying to, like, do something with my facial hair so I don't look like a baby. But actually, when I got my hair cut, I just looked more like a baby. So, oh, no. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Okay. And this is where I am so suspicious of Lydia because she's, like, the first person I remember on Love is Blind to claim that she didn't know if the partner she chose was white or black. She said she didn't know that Milton was white or black. Yeah, I was like, I have to call BS on that because if he knew that she was Puerto Rican, you're telling me they never had any conversations about his race at all? At all? Or there's no, like, telltale signs? You don't know anything about black culture? to like be able to tell like that's the thing that actually love is blind said so much about race like being able to take race out of the pods but like you know you know you know someone's race like there's cultural tell you can tell sometimes by the voice like mm-hmm. let's not play dumb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so i i'm just like okay lydia sure um so they see each other Lydia asked Milton how tall he is. This is the first time I ever seen a man lie down. Right. On his face. 
Because he was acting like I'm a 5'10 king. <laughs> she said, for real though, he said 6'7. Right. 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 So I don't know how tall she is, but the difference is high. Um, and then what I found very uncomfortable of watching them together is that Milton kept commenting on her English. Yeah, he kept correcting her every chance he got. Um, you better start speaking some Espanol so she can start dragging your ass. Cause what? Right, right. It's a two-way street. It's like, learn. Like clearly, she's still learning English. So mm-hmm. like, show her some grace. And also, you need to start learning Spanish because it's clear like Spanish is her first language. Her family speaks Spanish. So. If you want her to be your Puerto Rican wife, learn Spanish. Also, yeah. after you called him a big baby last week, all when I saw him talking about the mustache thing, all I could picture was Tommy in the Rugrats episode where they have a dream that they're an adult, but it's just their baby head on a yeah. tall body. Oh <laughs> it's my like, why is Milton Tommy Pickles as an adult right now? It's like a baby head on a big body. <laughs> So funny. Okay. So in Mexico, they're kissing. They're by the pool. Uh, Once again, he's telling Lydia she needs to work on her pronunciation. She, uh, it seems like their chemistry, though, is about a little bit of bite back and Mm -hmm. forth, Mm -hmm. which I also think is young. It shows Mm -hmm. Milton's age that Mm -hmm. that's how he flirts, because that was very much how, like, my first relationship was with a boy growing up it was like we were actually spending more time like snapping at each other Mm -hmm. and that was like chemistry and it's not sustainable long term no soon you're it's going to be like obviously you really think about this oh like you really think of me like this you Mm -hmm. really have a problem with how i speak Mm -hmm. and it's it's getting old it's Mm -hmm. getting real old Mm-hmm. Or it's getting real old how she says about her his age because I think it kind of really does bother him. He was trying to change up his look just so she wouldn't get on him for that, only for her to still like say things about his age. And he was just like, "You're old." Like that's now his go-to with her. Right, right. And I think also there were just some moments where it felt like she was being like paternalistic towards him in certain ways of engaging with him. And it's like, girl, you know how young he is. Like, you're not his parent. You are supposed to be his wife. Uncomfy. Like, he's talking about he wants a fuller mustache and she was just like, no. Which, yeah, partners tend to have like, um, a comment on like the other person's appearances but it still gives like moms who mm-hmm. like really don't want to see their sons grow out that like gnarly little mm-hmm. <laughs> mustache mm-hmm. and just like just keep the baby face please <laughs> it's just oh my god it's too much for me it's too much for me so um Lydia says that she's struggling to put his personality to his looks because he looks so young and it's like you knew this. Right. You knew he was 24. But okay. Um, so Milton also basically confirmed they had sex. So they got it in right. pretty quickly, uh, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we saw a shower scene of them. And 
Can I just say, I feel like the queer ultimatum has forever shifted Netflix's, like, how they portray, because I feel like they kind of showed it a little bit, but clearly the queer ultimatum, it was, like, the raciest it's mm-hmm. ever been, mm-hmm. and this season of Love is One, I'm like, now we getting a shower scene, this is a bit much, like. <laughs> yeah, they did do... Bartice and Natalie had a bath scene, so that was like reminiscent of Stacey and Izzy's bath scene. But Don't like, forget Natalie was or Nancy was talking about poop during oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. She made sexy. it way less sexy. And, <laughs> and like, I don't even think that Milton and Lydia's shower scene was sexy. It just was them showering. Right. And he's so tall. <laughs> right. I can't get over how like the height difference was between right. them. I shower. I was just like, why are we here? And she asked what Milton likes in bed. And this is another tale about his age. Because he said, sex always feels good. There's no bad mm-hmm. sex. And she's like, there's bad sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, this is what it means to be in a relationship with a 24-year-old. Yes. He's just happy to be there. He is. He when um Stacy was like Milton is like the surgeon where he just walks in and he's like glove me. <laughs> Has no clue what he's doing. Just glove me. No he's clue. a glove me guy. Right. I was like, yeah. Milton he reveals that he sits on counters all the time and he was like it's perfect cuz I'm tall. And I was like that actually makes sense. But Lydia's ass is like not even thinking about that I think she's still harping on his age so she was just like no chairs and tables exist for a reason they exist for a reason for the average person look at this tall man right look at right him. his knees are gonna hit a goddamn tabletop sitting in a kitty chair how about have some grace Right. It's like your feet might dangle when you're sitting on a chair. His knees are probably up to his chest in the average chair. Yeah. When they're back to their life, they find out that they have opposite work schedules. Mm -hmm. Um, Milton goes to work when Lydia comes home, but he has off three days. So that's when they will spend time together. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when they get back to real life, that's when they start to really, you know, they're out of the bubble. So it's like, what is your lifestyle actually like? What is your job actually like? Because the pods are such a vacuum. You know, Mm -hmm. I think people do start to forget what it means to have a job, what it means to like, you know, what your apartment actually looks like. And Mm -hmm. while people, I think, romanticize and look forward to it, it's like, that also means there's opportunities for you to recognize, like, oh, snaps, this isn't going to be as fun. Like, they're going to spend four days, like, barely seeing each other. And luckily, they get three. But that's just the reality of what it means to be in a relationship with him. Totally. Totally. And also, his age comes up in this, that he's like, I'm the youngest one. So, basically, I have to do a lot of the groundwork. So, right. Yeah. Um, Lydia visits Milton's apartment. And she's like, this is a college apartment, which is fair. It was barren. Uh, He did have a headboard. Mm -hmm. So the headboard propaganda that Femme's women (laughs) have been spreading is working. Because he's like, (laughs) you're not going to catch me without one. So there's that. Um, And we also meet Milton's uh, roommate. Mm -hmm. And he's just another baby. But he's a baby who's trying to talk up his friend. He's like, no, he's 
so mature. <laughs> Ready for marriage. He, how he talked about you is so amazing. And Lydia's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. It felt very t- Tommy and Chucky in that Rugrats adult <laughs> walks in with his backpack and his coffee they both just <laughs> like oh my god it's, it's giving tech bro though just yes, a little bit very much that yeah we find out milton's also highly ranked in pokemon but also he gets banned because of how much he talks trash so i mean when he asked her about playing weed till 4 a.m she should have already knew she should already knew and she said yes to that so right enthusiastically so now you get to hear about the pokemon updates yeah start getting interested (laughs) what's your starter pokemon (laughs) (laughs) we do get to a point where milton meets lydia's mom and brother the brother who is older than him Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and the older brother got the thicker mustache. I know, I know Milton's hot, thick, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so they're talking about like their plans for children, and Milton says he wants two biological kids, one adopt one, and you know, in the end, there's a little bit of a language barrier with the mom, but she says she likes Milton. Right. Yeah, the brother seems to like him, too. Even though he was given a few, like, judgmental glances. I'm like, I, I like the brother. <laughs> right, yeah. as you should. Um, but, yeah, they seem like a very warm and loving family. And so, I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, no return policy. Like, you're a part of the family. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we get to Uche and Aaliyah? Yes. <laughs> talks to Milton, Izzy, and JP after he hears from the producers that Leah left. And he was just like, sullen. She just left without a word. All of them seem completely shook. And that's when he tells them, well, he knew Lydia before this and actually dated her. Izzy is team blindly team Uche because he was like, well, she still fucked up for leaving without saying a word. Uche does not immediately back that sentiment up because I think at that moment he just knows, like, right, this, sir, this was this a lot, right. He talks to producers in the interview. They say she got on a plane and left. So Uche is just like, okay, I guess I can try and call Aaliyah. Um, this man, what do you think his goals were in calling Aaliyah? I I don't know what his goals were. I think he wanted to hear what was happening with her. And honestly, Uche gives me vibes like he's constantly in a power struggle yeah. in relationships. Yeah. And I think where Aaliyah messed up and like she, I think she just isn't recognizing this obviously in the moment, mm-hmm. but she immediately came onto the phone apologetic. Yeah. And coming onto the phone apologetic, he instantly was able to take the stance of like, he's in power and he's in control now. And now he can judge her mm-hmm. for her being in the wrong mm-hmm. versus her taking the stance of like, I had to leave. 
because this situation was way too much Mm -hmm. and like I can't do this like Mm -hmm. we can try to figure out if we want to be together but I'm not going to stay in a situation where I'm trapped with Lydia and I'm finding all these things out about the two of y'all and you tried to be honest with me but you actually weren't even fully honest with me because then she's able to keep telling more and more about y'all's situation yeah I think sadly Uche is the type of man you can never apologize to no (laughs) you can because he will take that shit and run all the way to the bank with it. Right. Like, I think I think his goal, um, from my perspective of how that conversation even went, I think his goal was just to get the last word. Yeah. Like, it felt that way. He gets on the phone with her, and she reveals that Lydia and her exchange words. She, Aaliyah apparently made a little jokey joke of maybe if we don't work out, then you can have him. And Lydia said, go fuck yourself. I'm like, oh, it's stung because you want him back. It's like, go fuck yourself. I'm going to go marry a 24-year-old. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, so, and then Uche was like, but was it a joke, though? It wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't. And we know that. But, like, who cares? Who, ca- who cares? I'm like, given the context of the situation, she could have said something way worse. <laughs> way worse. Like, got off easy telling her to go fuck herself when you're the right. one who was lying to her the whole entire time. Get out of here. Literally. So, um, yeah. So, she explains that they had an argument. It got too much. She left. And he was like, you didn't even leave a note, da-da-da. And she was like, I think she was trying to explain there was, like, no time and just how emotional, I guess, she was in mm-hmm. leaving. He didn't want to hear any of that because his whole thing was like, well, you didn't think of me. I think that's a big thing. It's like, I think my theory is that Uche really wants someone who, like, really puts his feelings over their own. Yeah. Like, in that moment, it's not really about you. It's about mm-hmm. all the pressure that she's under because of you. Why would she put your feelings first of like, oh, I'm going to write a whole... You know what you did. And I don't even like him painting of like, but you never said you had an issue. We watched her say she had an issue. She said, I'm caged on this other side with Lydia while you get to be over there having a grand old time with the other dudes. Right. She said so. So She I, told him that. I'm not even with him being like, I'm completely blindsided. You knew exactly why she left when you came back and you told the guys it's because she knew Lydia before. So why are we playing dumb like she just ghosted you out of nowhere? You don't get away with that. You right. don't get away with that. Right. And then... I hate that he gets, like, loud with her. <laughs> He's asking, like, how do you feel about her? How do you feel about me? And, again, this is something, it's a tactic that I actually really hate in romantic relationships when someone knows they did you dirty, but you're wrong if you ever leave because then you never loved them in the first place. You never cared about them in the first place. Nah, you did someone dirty. They're allowed to, like, change their mind. But mm-hmm. it's... It's then in the position of like, well, you're fake. How dare you abandon me? You're not supposed to have ever abandon someone. My parents got married and they stayed forever. Bitch, I probably would not want your parents' marriage. <laughs> I don't care of, what your mama did. That ain't me. What kind of trials and tribulations your parents are putting each other through that you think I should put up with this? Like, sir, what? 
what? That's not goals. That's not that goals. is not goals at all. Right. He wants someone to sacrifice themselves. It, you know, I think what is the most frustrating thing about Uche is he constantly asks, like, he's the only one being chosen. Yes. Like, he's the prize at all yes. times. It's and not any, a two-way street at all. And I'm like, also, you have to prove yourself to Aaliyah. And you messed up proving yourself when you re- revealed you were lying to her the whole time or keeping a big secret the whole time. After you, being on a high horse with her about lying to her ex. You messed up. Like, when he never acknowledges that. Because when she even points out, well, you know, you did. He's like, and, and I fixed it, right? I did a whole 180, right? And I'm mad that Aaliyah gave him that. And she was like, yeah. It's like, no, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. Because look at how he's acting right now. This is you being honest, once again, mm-hmm. being vulnerable about your mm-hmm. feelings, about making a choice that was probably not 100 correct, and him downing you. He's a, he's a sweet person. He is. And he didn't do a 180. He actually, I feel like at a certain point, he re- realized if he kept going in on her and that conversation, she would potentially leave, which yes. is exactly what happened. Yes. So he's like, oh, well, you didn't have to tell me that. Like, why would you tell me that? Right. And it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to lose her. I don't right? want to push so her away. I don't want to push her away. So I got to chill out on this. I got to give her some space. Right. And it's like, no, he's no. an asshole. Like, yeah. Aaliyah, he, you are so sweet. He's an asshole. He did her a favor by pushing her away because the worst thing is actually when these men know how they're going to do you and treat you, but wait until marriage or a baby right. to trap you into that. Right. So you can't go anywhere because that's the real goal is I right. want you to go nowhere no matter what I do. And that's right. scary. So it is. It's, I, I, hate, <laughs> I hate that they go to this restaurant they talk about everything that happened. She says she regrets leaving, loves him, and, you know, he t- he shows even more. This is my thing. What was the game plan? Because Lydia and Uche are sitting here acting like, oh, shit was cool, you know? we we That's a good man. That's a good woman, Savannah. Good man, Savannah. You should marry him, Savannah. Only for things to switch up when things ain't cool anymore, your first your first little hiding and okie doke is wearing on Aaliyah. So they're like, oh, we gotta switch we gotta switch tactics. He said, Well, you know, Lydia, she has crossed his boundaries before and actually things didn't end so well as like he said and you know really painting himself to be the victim and Mm -hmm. he does this multiple ways not only did Lydia supposedly um do creepy things like um creepy like invading his privacy but then also he says that um Lydia has um told a couple of the girls oh no no no, Aaliyah said Aaliyah yeah Aaliyah says Lydia told a couple of girls she had a feeling of seeing someone. Mm-hmm. So she asked, like, how do we not know that she has, you know, looked into your email or something? And the first time she brought that up on the phone, why did he snap out on her? Because he's like, are you serious? She's like, how How do we know she didn't know you were going to be here? You snapped out on her when she said that. Like, she was crazy. But now all of a sudden at this restaurant, all of a sudden, well, Lydia is a stalker. So 
this is what I can't stand about Uche. Because um, also, I'm sure we'll get to his conversation with Milton, right? Mm-hmm. Also, I'm just like, he will do and say anything to make himself the victim yeah. in that moment and make the other person feel bad. Yes. And again, it's like Aaliyah, um, the moment he walked into the restaurant, she was like, thank you for meeting me because you didn't have to. I'm like, girl, don't give girl, this nigga nothing. nothing. Because the moment you give him an inch, he will take 30 miles just mm-hmm. to make you feel like you're a horrible person. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he came to that restaurant to do. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real. He took her leaving as rejection. Yeah. And he was shook that yeah. she would just leave without saying anything to him. Yeah, like, I'm why did she do that? How? That's the thing. That's the scary part about someone like Uche because he knows, like, he ha- he makes six figures. He owns a nice house. He drives a Tesla. He has He's two black. good jobs. He's black, right? Like, how rare of someone like him, of his caliber is. So he feels like he can treat his partners like shit. And they should stay there because of how great of a man he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Aaliyah, he ain't worth all of this. Because the fact of the matter is, he and Lydia lied to you for weeks. And he might not have known that Lydia was going to get as close to you as she did. But the moment that he told, started telling you the truth, he also wasn't telling you the full truth. No, and that's why Lydia had the upper hand. She was like, I was getting more information from Lydia than you you right. were sloppy you when were. you decided to be truthful you should have been a hundred percent truth instead he's twisting it of like you let this other woman come between us nah i let your your um irresponsibility of not being able to tell the truth come between us rightfully so too right he's like saying lydia's some girl like he didn't have sex with her 90 days ago she ain't just some girl She's your ex that you were talking enough to that you would have sex with, again, within three months of coming in on this show. Mm-hmm. Now, he had one, one good, one teeny good point. And he said, you know, I didn't want to badmouth her because mm-hmm. then you would have thought, well, does he just talk about all the women he associates with? So, and he put it, um, it was damn if I do. Like, it was mm-hmm. damn if I don't kind mm-hmm. of situation. And it's like, you just needed a pick. You could have been like, you could have still, you didn't have to like go in, in, but just say what the facts were. Like, don't label, because I hate when men say, oh, my ex is crazy. Don't do that. But be like, but she invaded my privacy. Mm-hmm. And like, all you, sh- all you needed to do was say the facts. That's all Literally. she wanted from you. Right. Right. Why is that so hard? Oh, I was so mad. I was like, Aaliyah, you should have never reached out to this man. Because at the end of it, he says, you know, Aaliyah, I came home. You, like, followed me on Instagram. You left me a voice message. Then you unsent that voice message. And then you blocked me. Mm-hmm. And now we're here and, like... I'm just going to end it. And I was like, Aaliyah, why did you do all that? Why did you do? Like, I, oh, someone needed to take your phone, girl. Someone needed right. to take your phone. Because mm. mm. it's like, she's not even, she's such an earnest person that she's not even realizing that she's in a power struggle. It's like, yeah. she's not fighting for power, but. Uche clearly is and he'll take any opportunity he gets to have the upper hand on her and think that because it's completely normal to be like 
oh, I really want to talk to him. I have so many things to say to him. I'm going to send this voice message. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have said none of what I just said to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't actually want to see him. Like, this, like, her back and forth emotions are so, like, that's so normal. Especially they're met in the type of experiment that they did, you know? like And the type of mind games he played of withholding so much from her. Mm-hmm. She was fighting with herself because of the mind game that mm-hmm. he started. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to figure out how to best finish it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof. But you know what? She is free. She's free. She's free. And she did bring up a good point of he was asking about Milton and Lydia. Yeah. It's like, why did you want to know? What did that matter to you if you didn't want to be with her? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he. I don't even think he had even a good response to that because I didn't even note it. Like, right. he just pushes every sketchy thing he does aside. <sighs> so, we're down to two engaged couples, right? The producers are sweating. They're <laughs> like, what are we going to do now? We only have two couples and we got a whole season to still make. So, they decide we're going to invite the whole pod squad back for a gathering. Um, <laughs> At the start of this, Stacy's mad at Johnny because mm-hmm. she finds out that Johnny should talk to her, which she did. She was like, mm-hmm. Izzy's never going to be, like, satisfied with her, but blah. So Johnny killed that relationship. We find out Johnny, Johnny works hard, bitch. I was like, She said, okay. I'm going to leave with something. I'm going to leave with something, and it's a relationship. I'm going to get a relationship somehow. So she crawled back to Chris. Apparently, they were on the plane. She overheard him on the phone. And Chris's ass all of a sudden took her hand. And I'm like, what? I was like, Chris, I was rooting for you. I, I was up, rooting for Stand up. Stand up. Johnny's mom. Because Johnny's mom was like, you need to sit on down somewhere. Right. And Johnny's mom, she sees poor Chris. And she said, this is the best man you ever brought home. And I'm like, and I'm like is that saying a lot? <sighs> Truly. I'm like, is that saying a lot? This is saying is a it, lot. Is it saying a lot? And <laughs> I still want to know how genuinely does Johnny feel about Chris? Because I've been there. I've been there where I made a whole, me and my mom's relationship was a disaster over one boy that I was dating. So I decided to really double back and get a boy that I wasn't even really interested in, but she approved of. And it's like, still not living for yourself. I just want to know, like, okay. Like, just the fact, Johnny, that you're trotting out that your mama likes him, that's still about someone else's feelings than your own. And the whole reason why we've gone through this merry-go-round is that you can't figure out what the hell you want. Right. Because let's be real, I don't think you want Chris. But he's a good man. And you know you should want someone like him. He's someone that your family will love. She said herself, she can see her entire life with him. And she said it was going to be boring. Period. And it's still going to be boring. And she's still going to dump him once she finds someone else more exciting. We'll see. I think if she gets, if her and Chris get any, any, um, fans from Love is Blind that can mm-hmm. make it a, a little bit more exciting than just right. like what it was off rip but it's still wild so yeah she 
also Johnny is so self-deprecating in the worst way because when the other pod men were talking to both of them, Johnny tells one of the guys that she had to force Chris to date her, but it's fine. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Clean this up. And it's like you should have just left that man where he was. Truly, truly. Like, what are we doing this for? I don't know. Um, next, Izzy was like, "I gotta talk to Johnny." Okay, okay, sir. So he he sits her aside. He calls her sketchy. He says that she went around saying the same thing to different people. Honestly, Johnny was like, true. She does not deny this. Um, Izzy said that, you know, talking about whether he was the same as the guys she did in the past. She was like, true, true, true. She was like, getting mad and wanting to chime in, but like, at the end, she was just like, it's accurate. So, like, why are you getting mad then? <laughs> Anything he's saying. Um, but, uh, yeah, she said, you know what? You were right. We're just not the right people for each other. True. Right. Also true. But um, then Izzy was like, let me give you a piece of advice. And Johnny was like, I don't need it. Right. <laughs> like, Nor do I want it. Nobody asked you for advice, Izzy. No asked you. And he keeps going, and she really just sits there and takes it. This is when Johnny could have just gagged him and just got up and left on it. Right. Of, oh, I don't need it. Bye. Right, and got to, like, have a nice life. Yeah. So he gave her the advice um, that she was sketchy. Right. Um, He's like, everyone here thinks you're sketchy as a, like, yeah. okay, thanks. Yeah. Well, he, we needed to get rid of Sketchy from the conversation and just talk about what was really the issue. And the issue is, is that Johnny wanted to talk shit about her relationship with Izzy and mm-hmm. Stacy, not knowing anything about it. And mm-hmm. that's a reasonable reason for mm-hmm. Stacy and Izzy to be upset. But instead of just saying that, he wanted to like rehash everything of like how things ended. And just saying, well, everyone says you're sketchy. No, Johnny, you need to apologize for what the heck you said about me and Stacy, because that was unnecessary. Right, because I thought he was going to use the literal example of you told the women in the lounge that I had bad credit, and I know that you were talking shit about Stacy. Like, like be use examples, be explicit, because I'm like, I don't think everyone thinks johnny's sketchy i think you and stacy i think izzy and stacy literally felt that about her which would be fine because literally she did she was he was her number one so all of a sudden he chose stacy and then she's like he's not all that anyway he's not going to be happy with stacy he got bad credit he got no money you know i'm like but you was ready to marry him before he picked stacy so what's the truth so he gets all riled up and, like, I think some people might question if Izzy's emotions was also that Johnny was still his first pick and yeah. mad that she's now with Chris. Do you yeah. think that has anything to do with it? I mean, I don't think he knew that when she first came in, did he? Right. No, so, he was like, who is that? And I think someone had to tell him that's Johnny. Right. Yeah, I feel like, I think he, I think the realty was he was upset about the things she said about him. After I he chose Stacy, but he didn't. He didn't want to repeat it. Also, yeah, 
Absolutely. She was very upset. And I was just like, why yeah. are you so upset? Oh, because she said you had bad credit and you yeah. were broke on TV? Yeah. He's really into Stacey. I don't think from seeing both of them that he's switching up on that. Mm-hmm. But I think even with everything that him and Stacey have talked about, money is obviously very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not going to fuck up what I got going on with Stacey talking about my credit like this. So. Right. Yeah. So Johnny walks away. She's crying. She tells Chris he basically called me a bad person. Right. Like, he didn't call you a bad person. He just said he you called sketchy. You catch- sketchy. <laughs> he called you sketchy. Let's, let's not switch it up. Right. Um, and Chris was just like, oh, you're not a bad person. <laughs> he has, like, the most limpest, like, defense. Right. Um, but he's, I think he's just not a reality TV drama person. No. So, I mean, that's where probably Johnny is like a little bit of the boring. You're not right. in the drama like me. Right. Because she and, probably was hoping that he was going to go up to Izzy and be like, what did you say to my girl? Right. Like, And he's like, just like, you're not a bad person, babe. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> and like, honestly, Stacey had the same energy because... Izzy's like, can I talk to you? And she's like, okay. And he's just like, <laughs> like he right. Wants, he wants the body <laughs> And Stacey's like, why are you so upset? Like, like, you're like real high <laughs> right now. I'm going to need you to take it down a few notches. And he's like, I just told her everything. I just told her she's sketchy. And she was like, yeah, she is. And like Stacy took the most southern white woman. She's like, right. we should pray for her. Right. Stacy's <laughs> like, like, um, well, it's none of my she business that she's making soul. no Right. Literally. Now she's literally called this girl a lost soul. Yeah. She, she was I, pulling things from her white ancestors of dragon <laughs> And I feel like Stacy also was kind of looking at Izzy like, I don't even know why you talked to her to begin with. Exactly. But I feel like she was not going to say that on camera, but I'm yeah. sure when they got home, she was like, why did you even talk to her? She really, I think, wants Izzy to be just about her. Mm-hmm. I think she gets, like, really upset when it's, like, mm-hmm. him even associated with any kind of woman. Like, the mis- the mystery woman in the body pin she had, like, right. beef with. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. She was just like, oh, why are we talking about Johnny? And honestly... Right. Honestly, if I'm on Love is Blind and my partner wanted to talk about some pod girly, I'd be like, nah. He never actually got to the bottom of it. I think Stacey's energy would have been different of, like, you should have not have talked about Stacey this way. But she's realizing, like, oh, you didn't even defend me. Right. You you and Johnny are going toe-to-toe for what? Right. Um. So, yeah. And he kept saying, oh, oh I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you. And she was like, bitch, do not... Don't compare me. me. Right. You need to be doing all this because you. Right. Don't be grateful for me because you think these other women are crazy. Yeah. You should just be grateful for me because I'm me. Exactly. And that's the yeah. right energy to have. Right. So, and Izzy knew he, he messed up. He was not getting, it's so obvious he was not getting what he wanted out of Stacey mm-hmm. in that moment. And he just, like, looked, like, a little deflated. of Like, oh, she's not feeling like she's in my corner. Right. I think what Johnny said about them being emotionally volatile was actually spot on because I think them going back to their respective partners with this amped up energy and both of their partners being so calm calm. and kind of looking at them slightly confused. Yeah. 
spotlighted how emotionally volatile because then it's like when you ask them to repeat back what they talked about it's like that really don't even make sense it do, it's not even coherent <laughs> right? no if izzy picked johnny they would have made it all the way to the end but it would have been a a whole roller coaster it i would've. think it would have it would have <laughs> I think the the producers are probably like, dang, damn it. <laughs> okay, so the next Uche comes back to make his grand appearance again. He said, "I'm the messy bitch." You thought Johnny was the messy bitch? You thought Izzy was the messy bitch? The you fact with my name. The fact that Carter gave him an intro song of "Hey, we want some Uche." Uche's like, "Yes." I'm that bitch. I'm in here to start some shit. Let's go. Looks at the food and immediately goes, Lydia, can we talk? She said Aquarian things. Nigerian things. <laughs> <laughs> like, calm down. Calm down. Please calm down, sir. You're not a main cast member anymore. So, <laughs> Uche, yeah, he pulls aside Lydia. Lydia literally said, I don't want to talk to I don't, but okay. But if I have to, by okay. This time, by this time, I think Lydia knows how to handle Uche mm-hmm. because this was the energy Aaliyah needed mm-hmm. with him, but she hasn't gone through the whole rigmarole like Lydia has. Lydia now has learned you give Uche nothing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she is engaged and he's not, I'm sure puts the battery in her back mm-hmm. extra hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they go to a private, it looks like a conference room. Where are they having this party? Right. That there's a conference room to have this little fight. Um, he keeps her lying and going through his things when they were in a relationship. And he really tries to like calmly set the thing up and like remember you lied and she was like remember you lied too like this is the energy Aaliyah needed every time he pulled up her seat she needs to pull up her seat too because that's he's trying to stack a case because he's a right. lawyer. lawyer nah so then he's like well you went through a drawer and I was like okay if, he, if your stuff does not belong in that drawer you did go through anything it's just and then she gets up to leave she was like i'm not going through this whole past thing for some reason she comes back i really wonder how that happened and then milton milton's just in his hoodie he he was just not giving a fuck just in a hoodie and some jeans everyone's dragging him because everyone got dressed up he's like look i'm the main cast I actually got engaged. Right. I'm so, appropriately dressed. Y'all are overdressed, especially for most of y'all not to even be engaged right now. It looks like you don't have a crew following you. It looks like this is all new for you. So, so Wilson comes in and they're like, so um, Lydia and Uche have just been like, I guess, fighting for like a while. And he was like, and I like, actually, how Milton moved about this. This was actually giving grown man. This was yeah. actually giving attractive. Because yeah. he was like, oh, word, this man wants to talk to my fiancé in a private room. Let me go in there and sit. And he was like, so just want to let you know, we have plans in 10 minutes. I was like, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. You You act like you get that fake phone call like, oh, emergency, I guess we're going to go. Lydia, 
Boogie was like, mm, I can use a little bit more screen time, though. <laughs> so he was like, okay. He doesn't take any agency from her. He mm-hmm. goes. And Uchi accuses her of watching um, women that he knew. Instagram stories for weeks. This girl talked about, well, I don't know how the algorithm works. Lydia! Lydia. You're smart, Lydia. <laughs> You're a smart woman. What are you talking about? The, the, the algorithm does not pop up people you don't follow story. Like, you search for that shit. What are you talking about? So, he's like, here's the messages of these girls saying, who is this woman who keeps looking at my stories? Um, and she's just like, huh? And you know what? I think she's a few drinks in. She's mm-hmm. a, the eyes are glazed over. Mm-hmm. So, but she was just like, I don't know. And then he said that you've taken a picture of my place one time, sent it to me saying, like, I see you. And she was like, when he said that, she was like, two plus two. You're trying to say I'm stalking you? <laughs> uh, the look on her face, though, mm-hmm. when she says it's fucking comical. <laughs> Yo. She was so drunk, but also it was actually a little scary that it was was like he thinks i'm stalking him i'm comical i'm like lydia because i think you were probably stalking him just a little girl like like i don't know not you watching the friends stories that's not it much it's a lot and i think i think she probably felt like Uche was interested in other women. I don't know if they were exclusive or not. Right. She she later says that he did sleep with another woman, mm-hmm. and um, which made it hypocritical that he went in on Aaliyah, which was very interesting. But again, I don't know if they're exclusive or what. Right. And I think she does what a lot of people feel the need to do of like I feel and my intuition tells me something's up mm-hmm. and instead of just leaving of right. like this doesn't feel like a secure relationship they need evidence mm-hmm. they need confirmation mm-hmm. and she did some digging and got that confirmation and now it's uh, Uche feeling like you disrespected my privacy and her being like uh, you disrespected me by seeing and talking to other people so right and again, it comes back to the way both of them were talking to Aaliyah when they told the truth or like when they let her know that they were exes. Right. And they both were trying to paint this beautiful picture of like each one of them are a great person and they deserve love. And like, I would only ever see him as Aaliyah's husband. What I'm was like, the plan? What was the plan And it? I mean, obviously, when they were telling the story, their stories didn't match up. There seemed to be major holes in it. And now, once they're realizing that uh, it felt like every time either one of them felt Aaliyah was turning on them, that's when they were like, okay, it's time to throw the other one under the bus. And then it comes to the head when they meet each other. And then you start to learn all of these things. They both did too much and trying to convince Aaliyah that the other was a good person just for them to turn around and be like, actually, this is how horrible of a person the other one is. And that's why Aaliyah was right to ghost both of them. Period. She should have went home and should have never looked back. Because you guys are getting mess. A hot mess. And I hope when she watches this. She's going to feel real happy. Right. She just left. 
because none right. of them look good in the light. None of no. them. And that's why she also brought up, like, her mind was trying to make sense of what the heck their plan was because she was like, do you guys just want to be on this show together? And he was like, how? And she was like, you could have just done the ultimatum. He was like, how would that have worked? I would have, like, gone back and we would have pretended we didn't know each other to our friends and family. And she was like, I don't know, Uche, because this doesn't make sense. Nobody in this experience has ever had this problem. So right. what was your game plan? Both of you acting like you were cool when you're so obviously not, not cool. At all. At and it's like he's act. He's like, well, you didn't trust our relationship, and it's like, this is you didn't a trust lot. me with this information. Period. You didn't. You didn't. So, how am I gonna have more trust than you? Um, you didn't trust me to like do what I needed to do with this information. So, right, and leaving like, it up to Lydia to give me the rest of the facts and details of what happened between y'all. And if you knew that. Lydia is such an untrustworthy source. Why wouldn't she want to beat her to the punch? Like, if she's your stalker, why wouldn't you? Like, and if she's your stalker, why would you get so upset with Aaliyah for, like, being like, she might have saw that you were going on the show and applied to be on the show with you? Yeah. Because it seemed like she is capable of doing something like that. Like, what is going on? So, it's a hot mess. Um, Where do we even leave? I think she finished, Lydia finishes her conversation with Uche, and I think Mm -hmm. maybe she's trying to, like, reach out to Milton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Uche has a conversation with Milton. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we see the end of this. How do you think this is going to go? Well, we do see him tell um, Milton that, uh, I think she apl- I think she knew that I was going to be on the show and she applied to be here with me. Yeah. And I'm just like, wow, maybe she did. Because he like is straight up trying to t- convince Milton that she's a stalker. <laughs> like, straight up. Straight up. So I'm like, she might be. But again, my thing is like, I feel like now Uche's trying to push this narrative because it yeah. makes him look good. Yep. Again, it makes him the ultimate victim of all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whether she did or she didn't, I mean, it'd be wild as hell if she did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Milton's not going to care. Because at this point, I think also Milton sees Uche for who he is. And Milton's not going to give him an inch. Mil- <laughs> Milton doesn't respect Uche. <laughs> he doesn't. He, he didn't respect him in the pods. He's the one who has, like, truly stayed consistent of like kind of fuck you Uche because like Uche has the most condescending sense and he tried to get him to open up about the Lydia situation from the other men on in the like male quarters and Milton was like can we stop having this conversation right cool cool let's have let's stop having the conversation like Milton if push comes to shove I think I think Milton's pretty level-headed, but I could also see him being, like, dragging. Like, very calmly dragging right. Uche. And Uche would try to, like, also stay on the same level. Like, they both are the type of, like, I don't want to prove that you can get under my skin. Right. Uh, but I think the difference... <laughs> oh! Air sign fight! <laughs> but I feel like the difference is um, Uche really does care what people think about him. 
I feel like Milton kind of is at that place where he's like, "Mm." Milton rolled up in a freaking hoodie. Because he has no fucks to give. (laughs) No, he's like, I'm a Pokemon baddie. (laughs) You can't see me, okay? (laughs) What? With my level 100 Charmander and shit, what? You can't beat me. And I knew he didn't, he's the type to not care because of how long he went in that argument with Lydia about the the blue, sh- or the gray shorts versus the black shorts. Of her trying to like oh, mom him into that. wearing the black shorts. Yeah. And he was like, no. She locked him out of the closet. He's like, no. I'm still going to wear my gray shorts. Yes. <laughs> like, he like, don't care. I'm not a child. I'm not trying to go twinning with you. And she was right. like, and it's so funny. It's a little funny to me. I mean, <laughs> it's a little funny to me when women and femmes, like, they play into the infantilization. They're, like, pouting. And they think right. that they're, like, if they bat their eyes, it's just going to be so cute. And, like, the men will <laughs> fold. And the fact right. that he was like, Anyway, move. Get your little five-foot-self out of here. I'm going to wear my shorts like a grown man. And I feel like he, being as young as he is in the space that he's in, he's probably also used to dealing with men like Uche, who constantly are trying to make themselves feel important and superior to everyone around them. Absolutely. And Milton's aware of how intelligent he is. And, like, you know, but at the heart of it, he's, like, a goofball also. So he's always trying to have a good time, like, laughing, not taking himself too serious. And Uche takes himself very serious, which makes it easy to get under his skin. Mm -hmm. But he's so busy trying to convince everyone that they can't get under his skin. Mm -hmm. But Milton can see straight through him. And as a fellow Libra, we don't do the whole, like, unequal relationships very well. Right. We're going to try and balance that shit out. Like, right. I don't care your age. Right. Your profession. We as human beings, if we're going to see equal, equal. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love that for Milton. Me too. I'm like, yes, humble Uche. <laughs> Like, my big, my, like, somewhat worry is that Lydia could, like, run all over Milton. And so far, it seems like he's not, right. if she got jokes, he got jokes. Right. Now you straight up call her old. Straight up. And it's like, I know that's going to get old real fast. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> okay. So, Izzy and Stacy, are they saying I do or I don't at this point in the process? I think Izzy will say I do. I feel like Stacy might say I don't. Okay. Because I feel like um, Izzy is in love with Stacy, and he's a very yeah. like love wins type of person. Yeah. And I feel like if Stacy keeps thinking on it, the money thing is going to be a bigger issue. Yeah. That they won't be able to get over. Yeah, I don't even think she has acknowledged the credit card debt conversation. Oh, yeah. she's the one that really wanted to, like, dig deep into finances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we have yet to see that. Um, yeah, I think that's a big, big possibility. Um, what about Lydia and Milton saying I do or I don't at the altar? I think they will both say I do. 
Lydia want a man. She wants a man. She, she wants a man so bad. So I think she's going to say I do. And I feel like Milton's going to say I do too because um, Lydia gets his humor. And I think he does like dating women who are older because mm-hmm. he mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like there have been no conflicts so far around his humor. So I feel like if they're able to not have any major blowups, which it seems like his family is going to be a potential sticky point because his family in the preview says like, what does a 30 year old ha- want to do with a 24 year old at all? So depending on how that interaction goes. Yeah. It might They're going to be a lot harder on the situation yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay. Do we have a BB moment in these episodes? A beautiful black moment. Nothing was beautiful about Uche and right. Aaliyah this time around. I mean, Love Jones in the worst way. Maybe. Right. I think just Aaliyah, like the moment they put the camera on her when she's in the restaurant, just her, the white dress and her hair, she just looks so beautiful and angelic. I think she's going to come back for the reunion. They have to. And I I can't wait to see what she's going to look like. She's going to look so fierce. I can't wait. She's going to have so much time and so much more ammo. Mm -hmm. I I hope she's been watching, writing notes. Like, mm, mm. I want her to go guns blazing. I want her to write a poem and do words (laughs) ocean and just drag all three of them. Maybe make a song, play that fender. I want a whole segment just for Aaliyah. Because justice for Aaliyah, truly, I don't care. I don't care if Lydia did go into this to, like, ruin Uche's experience. What I care about is Aaliyah. Right. Right. I hope she drags both Lydia and Uche for Phil on the reunion. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Milton. We're left with Milton for beautiful black moment. Him and his roommate were cute. Yeah. Tommy and Chucky. <laughs> Black Tommy and Chucky. And Chucky. <laughs> Talking about their Pokemon. Oh my gosh. Uh, apparently Chucky gets to have all the cow rugs. Because, oh my gosh. Uh, Lydia was not feeling them. She wasn't. She wasn't at all. Have a chaotic bisexual moment. Everything was pretty straight. <laughs> Very heterosexual. <laughs> I think everything is pretty pretty hetero unless Lydia was like looking at those those girls Instagram stories and was like actually I'm gonna steal your bitch (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't think we have a bisexual moment I will meet Izzy's oh now oh they're gonna have the two families that are the least on board with Mm -hmm. this whole situation got it got it an episode they're going to have to change format in some kind of way to fill in because that's still like another episode. This pod squad is going to be working hard. Hard. <laughs> I mean, they really? have to because there's not enough couples to make up content. They should have followed more people because there was, again, more people getting engaged that they just right. decided not to follow because the Uche right. Lydia Milton right. of it all was just so interesting. Right. It mm. came at a cost. Um, yeah. So that's all we have today. Quita, is there anything you want people to check out in between now and our next recap? 
it's not going on with me, but it is going on in the city of Atlanta. We're about to get political real quick. I'm wearing my FTP earrings. And if you didn't know, the city of Atlanta, the uh, I think a city clerk, published the names and addresses and phone numbers of everyone who signed the Stop Cop City um, referendum petition mm-hmm. in the city of Atlanta um, as uh, to try to publicly intimidate the mm-hmm. citizens of Atlanta who are speaking out against Cop City. Mm-hmm. So if you aren't plugged in, you should check out Stop Cop City on Instagram. There are actions happening around the country of folks in solidarity with folks in Atlanta who are um, fighting back because However you feel about prison abolition, I think we can all agree that $90 million being spent on a political war zone in the middle of a city when people are facing um, inflation, houselessness, like a lack of investment in public schools, there's a lot more that 90, a lot more things that $90 million can be invested to like the people and not a playground for the police. So check that out on Instagram, Stop Cop City. Yeah, I'll also put that link in below. Um, For me, I am still writing over at Collider. I wrote um, a piece about why I think Uche and Lydia should have never made it this far. So I will drop that link below. I also wrote um, an article about uh, JP and why his whole comment about makeup was wrong and if there's anyone who is defending JP that you know of and you don't feel like going into an explainer of why he was wrong you can just simply share that link (laughs) that's my public service Um, and yeah and you know I'm still over here again doing uh interviews for big brother 25 um and you know, TV to table is still happening. Uh, I'm going to try and force Jordan to make a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese because we just keep saying it from Ninja Turtles, TV mm-hmm. <laughs> Turtles. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can make one of those and have that video up. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all we have for today. Thank you guys for watching or listening. There's so many of you guys who watched the last one mm-hmm. and have so many good comments, and we appreciate it. Yeah, excited to see y'all next week. Next week, uh, see how the whole conclusion happens with the love triangle. This has to be the last episode. It has it to. Has to be. We can't drag it. It needs to be buried. We're done yeah. here. <laughs> Free my girl Aaliyah from the Free ill her. state. <laughs> Free her. All right. Bye. Bye, y'all.